It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy, on a small planet called Gekonia, east of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river, comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. All right, good evening, Gekko. Gekonians, I hope everybody's doing good tonight. Um, tonight's in a, another uh, special auxiliary episode of Gecko Nation Radio, and uh, it's a special episode for me, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Um, back when I first started my very first radio show, which was Gecko Land, and a lot of you guys kind of know what happened with that. I don't know where that distortion is coming from, though. Um, hope you guys can hear me okay. Um, when I started my first radio show, Gecko Land Radio, um, you know, I never, what actually made me want to do my own radio show was listening to Herpentine. And if you guys have never heard Herpentine Radio, um, they've been going for over two years strong now on, on Blog Talk, and they're on iTunes as well. Uh, Justin and JD have interviewed some of the biggest and most renowned people in the herpetocultural community. So I just want to encourage all of you guys to check out some of their back episodes. Um, they stick to an hour format, which is which is good because, you know what, I mean, I like doing our longer episodes, but I like the way they do it because they get just enough information out and it leaves you wanting more. Um, so, you know, we're going to stick to an hour format tonight for this show and uh, definitely go back in the history and check out their episodes, guys. Awesome stuff. Um, and uh, I have to tell you one very, very important thing. And that's this. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by Razor Sharp Reptiles. Like the name suggests, Jamie Carnes has some sharp gecko and snake projects in the works. He is very well known for his work with rare species, such as cave geckos, but also has some of the prettiest radar projects I've ever seen. Razor Sharp Reptiles is also known for high-end fat tails and beautiful rainwater leopard gecko morph projects. Check out RazorSharpReptiles.com online and on Facebook. ABDragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches, whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps. ABDragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt Reptile Heat Tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out ABDragons.com online and on Facebook. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types. 
from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more. And all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Okay, everybody, we are back. Um, I want to take a minute and tell you a a story. Uh, Yesterday was Veterans Day, a very important day for for this country, for our country's history. Um, My grandfather and I never got along. He was a really tough kind of eccentric guy. He, um, He was always in a bad mood, let me put it that way. And I was always in a good mood. And, you know, I was kind of, when I was younger, I was very, I don't know, kind of free-spirited, and I was very bad with authority. I was, I got in a lot of trouble, let's put it that way. Um, I wasn't good in school. Um, I wound up turning myself around and doing the right thing. But um, I felt my grandfather was was disappointed in me, and and because he came from a different generation, Um, he, he, fought in World War II uh, when he was young, when he was in his 20s. And um, I remember an incident, well, just I remember a situation that was just, I'll never forget. Uh, We were having dinner one time, and somebody, one of our family members found a ladybug or or some type of bug in their food, and they got all upset, and they were were making a big problem about it. And he he, uh, very boldly said, if you were in a foxhole, you would be glad to have that bug as a friend. And I'll never forget that. Um, he never talked about much about his experiences in World War II, but he was in the Anzio Beach invasion, which if any of you guys know what that is, it was just like very, it was very bad. It was kind of like the Normandy um, Beach invasion. And if you've ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, it's kind of like the first 15 minutes of that movie is exactly what my grandfather went through. And, he had a uh, one-inch piece of shrapnel lodged in his foot, and he had to he had to fight through the uh, through that first wave of the invasion with that in his foot. Um, and he was awarded the Purple Heart afterwards. He never talked much about his experience, and he lost a lot of his friends. And many of us today will never, never, never know what that's like, and we don't know what that's like. Um, but at the same point, the way things are headed with with the with the way in the world today, there is a possibility that we may experience something like that. And I, I hope it, I hope uh, something like that never happens. But I think that's why he and I didn't get along too well because 
he didn't understand me and I didn't understand him. And I guess the moral of the story is, you know, we take so, so many things for granted. Um, you know, if you were fighting and seeing your friends die all around you and if you were uh, shooting your gun trying to survive and fight and kill other people and you were stuck in a foxhole and, you know, you were there for hours or whatever and you were nervous as heck and you saw a little bug in there, it would probably be your best friend. And I think that's what he meant. So I don't know, guys. We really need to respect our, our troops. No matter, It doesn't matter how you feel about war and why, why they're fighting and whatever. It doesn't matter. These men and women are over there. They're doing insane things for us. Um, and, and you can try to, you know, rationalize everything and, you know, get a headache over it. But the bottom line is those people are experiencing those things right now while you and I are sitting here listening to Gecko Nation Radio and having a good old time. All right? And we got to remember that. we got to think about that. So that's what I like to say about Veterans Day yesterday. Uh, it's a very important day. Um, also, everyone, I'm just so pleased with everything that's going on in the Gecko Nation group. I love how you guys are uh, just communicating and helping everybody in there. Um, there hasn't been one bit of drama or anything in that group yet, and I'm very, very just blown away. So thank you all for doing that so well. And uh, that's just a, that's basically a model for what other people can, other groups can emulate if they want. I mean, it can be done. People can get along in this community. Um, so it, it's, it's happening. So, you know, you guys are awesome. I want to tell you guys, for, for those of you that are going to be downloading, downloading this episode and um, in the future, you have to check out Gecko Forums and check this out. Did you know that since 2006, there's been a treasure trove of history and information on leopard geckos and other species? Well, Gecko Forums is the most extensive database of leopard gecko history on the web right now. Take a look and delve into the past, present, and future of this great community. The biggest contributors, breeders, and hobbyists have left their mark there. Now it's your turn. Look, learn, and post away. Need a place to post animals for sale? Look no further. Visit geckoforums.net and become a member today. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to be the official radio show associated with Gecko Forums. All right, everybody. And that's it for the plugs for now. And um, uh, Steve won't be joining us tonight because it's just a special episode. He'll be back next Sunday, this Sunday coming up. And this Sunday coming up is also Mike Eklund, and he is the creator of the Funky Jungle Morph. So make sure you guys don't miss that episode. Um, we're going to go right ahead, and we're going to bring on Justin and JD from Herpin Time Radio. All right, here we go. Justin and JD, you are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, Dave. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, great to be here, Excellent. Dave. Awesome. I'm so glad you guys are with me tonight, and... Um, I want to thank you for inspiring me to, to get involved in radio. And I want to thank you for doing what you've been doing for the last few years. Oh, thank you, David. It's uh, it's an honor. Um, you know, I'm glad that you were able to pick up the reins and, um, you know, get your own thing going. It looks like it's going pretty good. And um, I'm glad that we've got such a good relationship like we do. And i got to tell you, um, pretty much throughout most of my career, I guess you'd say, in the reptile world, 
one man has kind of drugged me along, and that's J.D. Hartzell. Um, <laughs> drugged me on the Facebook. I was kicking and screaming all against it. He uh, he drugged me into their doing the radio show. He, <laughs> I wouldn't even have a PayPal account if J.D. hadn't have beat me into it. <laughs> um, so i got to thank J.D. for a lot of things, you know. I mean, I know I do most of the talking and stuff, but... JD actually does most of the behind the scenes, and he's the creator of Herpen, of the idea of Herpin Time Radio in the first place. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, it's uh, it's really JD's uh, JD's really the one behind everything. That's I don't know. I, I guess I could say we've been successful. I mean, um, we've been on the air two and a half years, and we're still here. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's the success, and that, and the fact that. Um, you know, I, I imagine JD will say the same thing here in just a minute as soon as I give him a chance to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I absolutely love doing the show. Um, you know, we're on the air every Wednesday um, from 5 to 6 Central or 6 to 7 Eastern. Or Well, you, you figure out what time it is, the live broadcast for whatever time zone you're in off of that. But I actually love doing it, look forward to it. It's something looking forward to every week. And... Um, and now that we've been doing it for so long, I'd, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do without it. What do you guys say, J.D.? Oh, man, you know, I, I look forward to every Wednesday. It's like it's showtime, you know, it's ready to, you know, it's herping time, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, David, we try to pretty much just cover the spectrum on everything we've We've uh, gotten pretty hard into uh, different aspects of conservation, um, education, also just um, field herping and uh, keeping and breeding animals or reptiles in captivity. And we just try to try to just blanket everything, um, which is kind of nice that you've got a show that focuses mostly in one area that we touch on. Mm-hmm. You're able to really dive into, you know. So that's yeah. uh, that's nice. Well, you know, the citizens of Gekonia, they need a voice, you know? They're, they need somebody to represent them. <laughs> so, you know, I guess there's that. a lot of a lot of us out there, so. Well, then, and know? then they owe you a debt for stepping up to the plate, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like, I like you were you. saying, um, it's so much fun to do, so. Yeah. You know, I've got to tell you that it, it, it's kind of funny sitting here. On the knowing that I'm on the air and um, I don't have the switchboard up in front of me, I don't have to you know look for callers or do any of the stuff that you do when you run a show. And it's like, wow, this is kind of a break. <laughs> well, you know, it's not. It's so easy. And I wish yeah. I would have uh, taken more of an effort into learning how to do it with my first show because I totally could have done it by myself. It's really ridiculously easy. Um, yeah. They, the blog talk, the blog talk thing doesn't make it a piece of cake. I mean, yeah, when you're when you you do have to pay attention to the switchboard, and you know the caller thing can be a little confusing sometimes. But um, I don't know. It's just so much fun. It makes me nervous, oh, yeah. believe it or not. But but I I'm getting over that nervous feeling, and it's actually like when I first started doing the shows, my old show, I was about 75% nervous, 25% having fun. Now I'm at like 60% having fun, and 40% still a little nervous. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> so, I know exactly um, what I mean. 
I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I mean, I used to be scared to death to come on. Um, now, I I had actually helped co-host a um, paranormal-based uh, radio show a couple times in the past, and um, mm-hmm. I had been the guest on a couple of reptile shows because of the work I do with um, different snakes and stuff here at my uh, breeding operation. And um, when J.D. asked me to help him host the the herpentine show it uh you know it, it was a it was a pretty easy yes for me um you know it was a it was a you know it's it was like something that I've already been doing so I don't think that starting herpentine radio I don't think that um I was all that nervous at the beginning I was a little bit a little apprehensive but as time's gone on it's just become part of my life you know and, and yeah. that's what happened to you too david and and you know and jd uh, you know well i let jd speak for himself <laughs> <laughs> but what you know what, what do you what do you guys say about that jd no it's you know i doing doing the show and stuff like that you know i might not say much but you know when i do it's something good usually yeah oh yeah you know and we got you know i mean i, I kind of think that that me and jd are like the perfect team because we balance each other out, you know. I'm strong in the areas that he's weak in. He's strong in areas I'm weak in. And, um, you know, I know I'm the mouthpiece. I'm the one that won't shut up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I talk <laughs> ten times more than J.D. does. But but when J.D. does bring up something or ask a guest a question or something, a lot of times, it's not all the time, but a lot of times, it's something that I didn't even think of. I didn't even consider, and I'm like, "Huh, wow, good job." <laughs> and, yep. um, and it'll take it'll take the show in a whole different direction. So it's a it's yeah. we've really interesting dynamic. We don't, you know, um, I don't know. We don't really plan things all that much. It just happens. It, the show kind of runs itself, which makes yep. it pretty yep. easy. That's what I noticed. And yeah. um, and we get along really well. I mean, um, of course, you know, people get to hear us in public on the show, and they get to see public stuff on Facebook. It's probably a good thing they don't listen to our private conversations and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> some of those, uh, <laughs> some of those, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, that for those of you in the chat room and everything, um, we're definitely going to touch on some gecko topics in this hour. And okay. um, so don't, don't, don't worry about that, because Jane... Uh, JD and I have a special interest in Felsumas, which are day geckos, yep. and uh, we'll we'll definitely hit on that a little bit. Um, something that I wanted to mention to everybody out there, and something that I picked up on your last episode of Herpentine, um, there's someone down in Florida, I guess they've been getting plugs on your show, where they rescue or they take in um, tegus that are wild down there, you know, the wild tegus um, that are let go in Florida. Um, you guys want to just mention, talk a little bit about that, perhaps, so that if there's other people that like to go and rescue a tegu before going to buy one, um, they can do that. Yeah, JD, take over on that. You know the tegus, and um, and you know what's going on with that better than I do. Well, his name is Rodney Irwin. He has uh, tegusonly.com. He he is working on trapping evasive tegus, which are they have huge numbers down there in Florida. 
And he actually, I think he came up on our show that he said he caught over 800 of them this year. Wow. Instead of, like, most trappers down in Florida are supposed to kill the animals on site. And Rodney chose to uh, try to find good home for them in captivity and stuff. So, I mean, I would I would say that if you're interested in take you, you know, that's the way to do your saving, your saving lives, you know. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, and that's well, yeah, like you're I, either going to... I just want to say, you're either going to buy one from a pet store or from a breeder or from a, you know, somebody that imports them or you can buy one from Rodney. I would rather buy it from him and know that you're actually, you know, taking one out of the wild and back into captivity. I mean, that's how I think about it. Something i got to say that come to my attention... Um, is you know Rodney's he's he's taking the tegus out of the wild and 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 he's rehoming them. Um, he's caught some flack from some of the rest of the uh, tegu community because the tegus that that he's selling aren't as robust or or as basically they're not as fat as the captive bred tegus. He's caught some mm-hmm. flack because and, and I just want to say, come on, people, really. He's coming straight yeah, out of the wild. They're going to be a little bit leaner than what your captive bred stuffs are. I mean, be realistic yeah. about that. So, I mean, that's just silly. Oh, man. What do they expect? These are animals out of the wild. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I, Justin, I got two tegus. Go ahead, J.D. I, I got two tegus from Rodney and stuff that he sent up and stuff. And actually, they're, they were doing fine, but now they're in hibernation. So uh, mm. there ain't a lot I can do with them right now. <laughs> well, that's just it about this community. It can be, it is the best community in the world, but there are uh, problems too. Like you can do everything right and do everything, you know, as perfect as possible. People are still going to hate your guts for no reason. You know, they're going to give you problems. I mean, it just happens. Um, have you guys had any um, uh, issues on Facebook or anything like that? Not really so much on Facebook. Um, nothing major. Nothing major. A couple of little minor issues, but they're so long ago that that I don't even really remember exactly what all the the details of them. It was um, we've had problems on the show itself. Um, we did two hours one, one for our third uh, um, our third year anniversary show. And I'll tell you something, mm-hmm. David. Um, somebody calls in on a Skype number, I will not ever pick it up again unless I know in advance who that person is after that show. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. we, the, it was a, it was an anniversary show, and we had every we invited every guest we had for that previous year to call into the show, knowing that not all of them were going to do it, but a bunch of them were, and a bunch of them did. So mm-hmm. I was taking caller after caller after caller, and I had a note card here. And I had it written down the order that they called in, so I get them in order, um, first come, first serve type of thing. And we got mm-hmm. down those Skype numbers, and we we do have people from foreign countries come onto our show, and they always use Skype. So I'm thinking it's it might be one of them. And yeah. nope, it was uh, some guys that wanted to come on and do a bunch of racial slurs and kind of um, they did some damage to our show. Um, that I don't, re- I I didn't like at all, and um, we were actually going to make that show the featured show, you know, the one that always shows up at the top of the uh, mm-hmm. of the page, 
but we couldn't yeah. have that. And then, but we didn't want to delete it either because there was a lot of really good content. There's only like two minutes of that two-hour show yep. that was um, really bad, and it was really bad with the stuff these guys are calling in and saying. And I was, I was hanging up on them as quick as I could. Um, and uh, no, um, unfortunately, we cannot edit the shows once they're done. Um, all we could do is record it like in another format and then link back to it, but it would not be on the Blog Talk Radio archives. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we decided to just kind of let that get buried in the archives. Um, well, so let me tell you something. Just you saying that, a lot of people are going to be like, wow, what did that guy, what was so bad that that guy said? And watch, everybody's going to start listening to that episode. <laughs> okay, well, so it may be, rest it may episode, be a good thing. The entire rest of the episode is good content. It's just those few minutes yeah. when I had prank callers, or me, we had prank callers calling in that, that is bad, and that was it. Um, but that's the thing, David. I think I, I mentioned this before when we called in on your pilot episode for Gecko Nation. Um, yep. Live radio, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, no, live, you, don't. Uh, you don't know what a caller is going to say. You don't know who all is going to be calling in. And then there's incidents like if you're out, taking your show out into the field. Like, you know, J.D.'s out in the field during a lot of our shows, and he's found some amazing things, um, amazing animals, you know, copperheads, things like that, different different salamanders mm-hmm. um, while on the air. And then um, at the end of September, um, I had a vacation from work, and... I went down to Snake Road at LaRue, LaRue Pine Hills in Shawnee National Forest in southern Illinois, which um, it's mm-hmm. not a far drive for me. It's a place I like to go. It's kind of heaven on earth for me. Um, and I was there during the week, so I pretty much had the road to myself, the entire area. Um, but I found a cotton mouth while on the air, um, photographed it and everything, and then some some jackass comes driving down Snake Road on a motorcycle while the gates were closed. The gates were closed for like three months in the spring and three months in the fall to cover the migration coming back and forth across the road. you got the bluffs on one side and you got lowland forest and swamp on the other side. So it's fall. The snakes are starting to um, crowd up against the bluffs. They're starting to look for their dens. And um, mm-hmm. the guy come he come just barreling down the road on a motorcycle, and I had to jump off the air, call law enforcement, and then I was able to get back on the air after that was dealt with. Um, but and, and J.D. handled it expertly on that episode because it's something we never planned for, never talked about, what would happen if something like that happened, if, um, if uh, we uh, had an issue like that. We never talked about it, never planned for it, nothing. But J.D. handled it expertly. He had the switchboard on that show, and um, when I said I had to get off the air, he just immediately went to a song, and then he, uh, you know, he, he, he covered up with, uh, um, when, after the song was over, he was able to continue on with dialogue and start bringing on callers, and then I was eventually able to call, it, call back in. And so that's kind of like the dim- dynamic we have, no matter what happens. As you, you'll probably see yourself, David, if you haven't seen already, um, with Blog Talk Radio, it's a love-hate relationship. 
It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> also, technical difficulties all the time. And you've got to work around those, and, and you've still got to put out a, a show, even though, you know, your switchboard might be going crazy and, and um, all kinds of goofy stuff going on. Your clock might be off or just all, all kinds oh, yeah. of things go wrong. And I don't know oh, if yeah. you've seen Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, definitely. Oh. I've had all kinds of issues. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. And um, it's just it's funny like that. And um, let's see, I got I got Glenn Fil- uh, Filkin. Filkin? Yep. Sorry if I yeah, Filkin. Yeah, Filkin. Chat room. I'm I'm watching the chat room right now, and um, you know he t- said he saw saw Snake Road on the Herpers DVD and he'd love to go. And I gotta tell mm-hmm. you, the day that they filmed that um, on Herp on the first Herpers video. That was an epic mm-hmm. day. Um, I've never had a day that good down there. Um, but mm. it, it was, if you hit it, Snake Road's one of those places, if you hit it at the right time, that's what that's what it's like. That's, you will, um, no, I was not on the DVD, um, Glenn. Um, I'm friends with Dave Kaufman, but I I was not uh, any, a part of that film or anything. Glenn, they didn't like the they didn't like um they didn't like Justin's facial features. So that's no, why you got in there. I got a face for radio, but no, it's road's one of those places that when you hit it right, it's it's good. When it's good, it's really good. But when you don't hit it right, it's kind of um you're working for everything you find and it's really not that much better than anywhere else. So it's, no, it's like really a all about fishing, I mean. you know. But it's it's still yeah, it's still better than a good day at work, right? You know, a bad day. Oh yeah, it's hell of a lot better than a kick in the nuts. But um, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely better than a day at work. And um, and you know, and and I've been down there when the weather was horrible, when we weren't finding anything, um, where it's just rain and cold and stuff like that before and still absolutely loved it you're still finding some things and um and just the landscape down there it does something to you there's no place like it on earth it uh your soul you know it that's they call it god's well i'll tell you what it is illinois and and there's a reason why i'll tell you what it is it's 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 like you know you get a feeling when you go into uh into the woods you, you get like a an energized feeling. It's, it's believe it or not, it's the, it's the plants and the trees give off um, chemicals in the air that actually uh, boost our immunity, boost our our just good feelings. It's like a therapy almost. People, um, you know, going if you're if you're depressed or upset about something, go take a, a stroll through a trail or go hike for a half hour. You're gonna feel better. And, you know, be in the in the woods and the trees. You know, it's just I don't know. It's it's therapeutic. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and so, seeing a dozen cotton mouths in one day doesn't hurt either. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's awesome. Someday I'd like to, I'd like to check, you know, take a trip out there and check it out. Um, well, let me know. You, know, you uh, mentioned. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let me know if you're coming out here to do that, Dave, and um, I'll see mm-hmm. if I can't meet you down there or something. Maybe uh, maybe one day uh, I'll pick up JD and we'll uh, go out for a weekend or something. Yeah, well, JD owes me a trip out here anyway. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, and then guess, yeah, guess when we're going to come out. We're going to come out in March, and uh, 
we're going to head down to the Texas Rattlesnake Festival. So, and we need some help with uh, fund fundraising for that. And uh, we're going to. I was doing some work on the website today and stuff like that, and I'm waiting for a PayPal account. Uh, so uh, people can send donations for the roundup. I mean the festival. Thanks. Sorry for roundup word. Yep, yep. Well, you know what? Uh, why don't we tell everybody what we're doing um, about teaming up a little bit with promotions? Why don't you guys talk about it? Go ahead, JD. No <laughs> promotions are out. We're, we're teaming up with Gecko Land. Uh, not Gecko Land. Sorry, Dave. Gecko Nation, okay. and then we're gonna, and we're gonna be working together, and we're gonna bring quality shows, and uh, we're just get we got each other's back, man. That's it. Yeah, and, you know, the, I figure it's, it's, um, with the yeah, with the. Okay, Dave, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say it'll help us, uh, you know, transfer, um, you know, some listeners from your show to my show, and this way, oh, yeah. you know, both. Both groups can can find find these resources. Oh, absolutely. And um, is it is it okay, Dave, if I, if we talk about the Rattlesnake Festival a little bit? Um, yeah, go ahead, and then we'll talk, we'll touch on the Feltsuma stuff. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, JD and I are part of the group that's putting together the Texas Rattlesnake Festival. We are part of the planning committee, so you're hearing mm-hmm. this information straight from the source. Um, there you go. The dates are set March 15th and 16th at Dell Diamond Field um, in Texas. And what town is that close to, J.D.? Austin. Austin. It's close to Austin, Texas. And what this Mm -hmm. is, what we are doing is there's going to be no wild animals used. This is all captive rattlesnakes, and it's going to be all education. No animals harmed. We're setting up good family environment be a good time, an educational time, and basically we want to shove it in the traditional rattlesnake roundupper's faces, the people that are harvesting thousands and thousands of snakes out of the wild, making a spectacle of them, torturing them before they kill them, and we want to show them that, and, and that's why we're having this location, we're right in their backyard, we are right in roundup country doing this, so we're basically giving them a big middle finger and trying to show them how it, how it should be done, where it's like, you can do this without the torture, without the slaughter, without hurting anything, making it an, a family-oriented education event, and still make your money. You know, yep. and, and after we pull this off, basically, I, I want to hear how they can, uh, can continue to justify what they're doing, you know, dumping gas but- down holes and... And, oh, uh, my God. Yeah, which uh, now Texas made that illegal, which I, I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not. But um, all the things that are happening at the traditional rattlesnake roundups, the po- entire populations of Crotalus Atrox, the western diamondback, being wiped out. And if you watch some of the videos that um, the people rise against rattlesnake roundups, particularly Ray Autry, have videotaped, that they have snuck into mm-hmm. the roundups and videotaped, you look in those pits. Oh my God! It's not just Western Diamondbacks in there. I've seen copperheads, water snakes, um, other snakes besides the rattlesnakes are also um, used. And yeah, if you want to go watch these videos on YouTube, guys, they show people eating the beating hearts of snakes. They cut the, the snakes' heads off 
and well, first they t- they sew their mouths shut, and then they wave them around in front of all these idiot people, and then they cut the heads off, and the, and of course the heads are still alive for a period of time, and yeah, it's it's for it's it's blatant torture, and because well, these we things really are sneaks, need, to, I mean this you know? this snake festival will be the biggest blow against rattlesnake roundups in history. No one has ever done this. Yeah. They've, they've done it. It's been done all over the East, um, the educational events all over the East, particularly in, in you guys' the state of Pennsylvania, but no one has mm-hmm. done it, the heart of Roundup country. And um, yeah. the biggest thing we need right now is funding. We need donations. This is where you, the listener, gets to be a part of this, the biggest blow against rattlesnake Roundups. A major win for conservation. Um, what I need everybody to do is to go to www.leanderrattlesnakefestival.org. It's .org, right, J.D.? Yes, .net. Okay. Go there. Spell Leander, though. Spell Leander for them. Oh, hell, i got to write it out. Um, I'm an I idiot. I think it's L-E-A. 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 N-E-R, right? Okay. I mean, there's links up. Yeah, um, Glenn, you got it right there in the chat room. Um, you got it right there in the chat room. Okay, guys, I'll bring it up, and uh, I'll bring it up, and I'll post a link to it in the chat room. Um, just give me a minute. You know, I'm kind of talking right now. It's hard to type and talk at the same time. I have a hard time doing that. But... Um, <laughs> donations, and if you go to that website, it'll tell you how you can help and how you can be a part of this major, major event. And um, I'm, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and find the link to put in the chat room. I'll let you guys talk about your your day ca- um, the day geckos, okay? Okay. Oh. First, I'm gonna play a quick sponsor plug, and then we'll get into the day geckos. Okay. All right. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. abdragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches, whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps. abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt reptile heat tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. Razor Sharp Reptiles. Like the name suggests, Jamie Carnes has some sharp gecko and snake projects in the works. 
He is very well known for his work with rare species, such as cave geckos, but also has some of the prettiest radar projects I've ever seen. Razor Sharp Reptiles is also known for high-end fat tails and beautiful rainwater leopard gecko morph projects. Check out RazorSharpReptiles.com online and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or... It can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. All right, everybody, we are back. Um, let's see, I'm going to bring Justin and JD back on. And um, as promised, we're going to talk about some uh, Felsuma geckos tonight. JD and I both have a uh, big interest in them. Um, Justin and JD, do I have you with me? Yeah, I'm here, bro. All right, cool. And, guys, um, I'd like you guys to um, uh, take this opportunity to call in and ask us questions. Uh, the number is 646-478-5331. And if any of you guys are brave – oh, here's another thing. I know a lot of you guys are shy about calling in um, and asking questions. And I'm going to make this easy bite. for you. Yeah, we I don't bite, promise. number one. But also, also here, so to take away some of the, the nervousness of it, what you can do is, you can call in, you can ask your question, and you can say, uh, Dave, my question is yada, yada, and say, I'll take my answer off the air. And then you can go hang up and listen to your answer without hanging on uh, the line and, you know, being nervous. And I don't know a lot of people get nervous because it's like, you know, stage fright. And I, I want to encourage you guys to participate because when we do get the callers on the air, it always makes the show better and, you know, it adds more richer content. So um, that's basically what I want to put out to you. So if you want to call in, and if you're the type of person that's nervous, just say, Dave, my question for the guest is, um, how do you do this? And I'll take my answer off the air. And then you can just hang up, and that's good. So um, that's what I'm putting out to all you guys. And uh, for the callers that do call in, you know, all the time, that's great. I love getting callers for the show. And um, Dale Spearder Dragons has donated a, a Zoomed temp gun uh, for the show tonight, so I'm going to uh, give that to a lucky listener or a lucky caller uh, tonight. So we got we only got like 18 minutes left, so um, whoever calls in first gets the 10th month. And um, if you guys are in the queue now listening, I'm assuming that you're calling in just to listen. So if you're going to call in for a question um, and try to get the temp gun, just hang up and call back in, and I'll know that you're, you know, what you're doing. All right, uh, JD. Let's get into some felsuma. What what is what is your favorite species of day you got Well, I I worked with Grandus and San and I, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Clamaris and uh, Gold Dust, and you know I pretty much work with a lot, you know about twenty species of day gecko. Mhm. And yeah, uh, I'm working with the giants. Giant Madagascar. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, they're great. They're great animals. I actually had. Uh, probably about five pairs of them at one time, and had them all set up. I would I would set them up in four 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 foot cages by like two foot wide, uh, four mm-hmm. foot high. I mean, and uh, I would uh, 
put uh, corn plant in there. It was a plant that had kind of broad leaves and stuff and a little hole where they could lay eggs. And uh, yep. they, they did really well. I mean, uh, not only did they do good, but they bred all the time, all year round. And uh, they really are awesome animals. Let me ask you a question about the egg laying part. Um, and then I'll take a caller. We have a caller that just called in. Um, with, with the egg laying, I, I've kept egg echoes, but I've never made a, a serious effort to breed them. So when the day geckos, they don't lay eggs like a, le- like a leopard gecko where they, you know, they dig in the soil and bury them. They'll lay them in, like, little crevices and whatnot. Um, and these eggs are very small. Well, J.D., do the eggs dry out if you don't get to them right away? Or oh. um, are they, they stay good? Well, I'll give you a good, uh, a good tip when you're breeding Plasuma. Uh, have a snake plant. A snake plant has broad leaves and stuff, and what the egg geckos will do, they'll go down in the, the leaf joint and lay lay their eggs down there. And after after they lay their eggs, the eggs dry, and they are quite hard, and you can move them into incubators, and you don't really have no problem. They, some some species of plasuma actually have sticky eggs where they stick their eggs up on on the plant, and you can't remove it. So what you what you what you can do is uh, uh, cut the leaf out with the eggs and put it in the incubator. Hmm, interesting. Okay, yeah, that's that's something I'll remember for uh, for when mine start laying eggs. See, I have a bunch of big plump females, but my male is kind of small, and I put them in there with the females at one point, but they went right after them and, and just bit them. <laughs> so I haven't made another uh, serious attempt at breeding them yet because I've been trying to get my male bigger. But um, let's go ahead and take this caller. Caller from the 860 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hello? Hi, caller. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Who am I speaking with? Stephen. Hey, Stephen. What's your question tonight? Um, I was wondering. I know the Felsuma geckos are fairly uh, hard to breed, or so I've heard. Hmm? Now, is there any upcoming morphs with those, or... Uh, morphs, yes, there are, and um, we, we can we can definitely touch on that. Um, I in my old broadcast, I had a um, gentleman from GiantDayGecko.com on. Uh, his name is John, and he was telling us that um, there's a few different morphs that, that it's very confusing how to how to basically um, calculate what type of genetics they are, whether they're codons, dominance, or linebred traits, because he's saying it's very erratic how they come out. But if you want to go check out some really cool ones. Go to uh, daygecko.com, giantdaygecko.com, and his his symbol, there's a few different ones. So his symbol is the one, it's like a black and white um, daygecko footprint, and you'll know you're on the right site. And that's gotcha. his symbol, his logo. Yeah, and there's he's got these yellow ones that are, he's calling them mustards. He's got these, um, they're called blue bloods, where they're like a turquoise color. And he's got these uh, red backs and these I think he calls them redheads, where they have just bright red heads. And yeah, so yeah, Steve, there's definitely some works coming down the line. And um, if you contact me, uh, PM me on Facebook with your okay. uh, address and everything, I'll send you out that tempo. All right, cool. All right, Steve, thanks for calling in, bud. No problem. All right, later, bro. Have you checked out, hey, Justin, have you, uh, I mean, J.D., have you checked out I got John at Giant Day Gecko? 
Oh, wait, hold on. I lost JD for a second. Um, JD, you back with us? Hey, bro. Sorry about that. I was having some technical difficulties. <laughs> no, that's okay. It, it, it happens. Um, no, we were just talking about some of the morphs. And I'm actually scheduling John from GiantDayGecko.com uh, to, to come back on uh, the show and redo his episode. He's also a veterinarian. And um, I don't know, have you ever heard of GiantDayGecko.com, J.D.? Yes, I have. Uh, and I have checked out his website and stuff, and he does have some beautiful beautiful grandest morphs. I mean, something that I would never thought possible back back when I was keeping them and stuff like that, that there would be so many morphs coming out from them. Right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm looking, right now I have, I also, in, in, addition, to my, in, in addition to the Madagascar giant, I also have um, standing eyes, standing day geckos. And um, I have a uh, 1.2 of those. And they're they're really beautiful, but I definitely want to get uh, some some real grandest geckos, grandest day geckos, and um, you know I don't know where to, to really get some good ones yet. You know, can you recommend anybody for those? Well, back back when I got them and stuff, I I was getting direct imports from Madagascar. I mean, this was years ago. This was back in the nineties, and I had a connection out of Madagascar, but you know. Unfortunately, they do not they do not bring in the imports anymore. So you do have to buy cat to bread. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. imports that come in, but not as much as they used to be. And I I would get you know I would probably check out Gecko Ranch. Uh, Julie Berman has some good good choice of you know Plasuma geckos and uh, a lot of different species. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. We have another caller on the line. Uh, let's see. Core from the 570 area code. I know who this is. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hello. It's Manda. Hey, Mandy. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome. Indeed you are. I, uh, I actually have a pretty good, uh, while we're on the topic of uh, giant day geckos and stuff like that, I actually had... I'm actually sitting right next to the tank rocking my son to sleep. <laughs> um, so I was That's thinking right. about mine. And um, I was wondering what you guys thought. Um, I still, he's, he, I say he, but I, I, it, it's still too young slash jumpy to really get a good look at the downstairs to, get, to uh, identify the sex. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering... I, like I know I've read about how they um how they'll kind of pair up for life type thing like they can pair up and and all that and I'd like to get mine of of to pair him her it up I was wondering what you guys thought cuz I know Dave you were saying about yours um the male not getting along with the females right away I was wondering on your guys' take as to when would be a good time to introduce up to try and pair him up without knowing for sure the sex. I mean, it would kind of be like, I thought maybe if they grew up together, they'd have a better chance of getting along and probably they'd be less, uh, they would have less strength to kind of hurt each other if they're about the same size. But 
I can't necessarily tell what the sex is yet, so it'd kind of be a gamble if I would get one mm. the same size and then it would grow up. Like, what do you, any thoughts as to where I should go with this? Like, should I wait? Should I take the risk? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let me think on that one. J.D., what do you think? Well, uh, you know, I, I bred a lot of day geckos, especially grandest day geckos, and uh, and I, I have always had my experience with them is that, you know, when they're young, I don't know how young your your gecko is, but when they're young and stuff like that, they uh, tend to fight and stuff, so you can't really keep them with another gecko. Okay. I, I would I would have to separate hatchlings because they would fight kind of, and stuff, too, they become sexually mature about a year. And sometimes in nine months they could be mature, but usually it takes about a year. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, um, the, the, other, the other thing, Mandy, I would also suggest, um, you know, definitely, you know, hitting up John because, you know, he's basically an expert on them. And, right. uh, you know, I know, a lot, I know a lot about leopard geckos. Uh, I know a lot about leopard geckos, but day geckos, I'm still learning a little bit about them too. So, but you know what? I'd really like to to hear what kind of answer you get because um, that'll help me too. And, and you know, right. I remember what he said. I remember from the old show, Mandy. I don't know if you remember, but he was like, "If you have a group of day geckos that gets along, that's good. You know, keep them together." Mm-hmm. And right, you know, so that right. So I got a. I know here I have a group of three adult females. They never fight with each other. So, you right. know, it's just the hard part. Yeah, the hard part now for me is getting the male uh, to introduce them. So what I think I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take the females and introduce the females into his territories. This way, you know, he's the boss, right. so to speak. So That's true. Or you could introduce them into a completely nobody's territory. A completely, right. I found with mice and some territorial animals that it's a lot easier to, even with dogs, cats, all kinds of animals, if you take them both out of, I mean, you could definitely try introducing the females in with the male, but if that doesn't work, I would definitely say, like if you take the nobody's territory and put them in individually, and it, it's they're animals. I guess really there's no sure exact answer for any particular animal because they're all individuals. But I, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to get your input, pick your guys' brains on that. No, that's cool. I appreciate you calling in, and uh, you know, yeah, anytime. I, I wish I could help you a little bit. Yeah, I wish we could help you a little bit more on that one, but yeah, we're, you know, it's, we're all learning here, so we'll, we'll uh, right. Def- yeah, and as soon as I get John scheduled again, um, hey Mandy, that's an idea. Do you want to co-host uh, that night with John? That Go would be forward. fun. Yeah, of course. I don't mind. Okay. I yeah, love the I, I, I love to, the um... adrenaline of <laughs> of being excited <laughs> and scared, but I think I'm now like. I don't know, the last time I called in and it was the round table, that was probably the most, like, nervous I've gotten because it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many of you guys and you've got so many years on me. I'm like, <laughs> no, I love it. I, I would definitely help you co-host any time. Cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. I like to have a, a female perspective on things, too, because, you know, I think, it's, I think it's just good to mix things up a little bit. So we'll talk about that. Oh, absolutely. Right, great. Yeah. 
<laughs> the reptile talk radio um, world, like, it's, it's pretty much a sausage fest. We need to get some girls involved. <laughs> I love it. Mary Ellis, Mary. Yeah, Mary Ellis is way of saying it, but yes, yeah, Justin's right. <laughs> Sorry, Mandy. I'll, I'll let you go. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks, guys. Good evening. Thank you for calling in. All right. Good evening. Yep. Anytime. All right. Cool. All right. We got about five minutes left, guys. Um. Wow. Goes fast, and I, I don't know how you guys do hour shows. Like I, I'm like. You know, I'm, I'm so used to the two hours. I, I kind of like two hours. Well, but, um, I'll tell you the truth, David. The reason why it's limited to an hour is because a lot of that's because of me, because I've got hundreds of snakes and animals to take care of. And, yeah. um, and it's, you know, I'm literally getting getting away from cleaning cages and stuff coming and doing a show, and then as soon as the show's over, getting right back on to it. You know, my day's not you. over. I know, and you, yeah, and you work a lot of hours, too, at the prison, right? Uh, a regular 40-hour week, unless I do some overtime, which happens sometimes. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, I work a full-time job, and I run this breeding operation, and um, I mm-hmm. pretty much do everything myself, so it's, run, run, run all the time, very fast-paced and very busy. And um, like you said um, earlier in the show, the hour format for us, it works. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it, it gets stuff out there, but it still leaves you wanting more, which also sets right. up schools. It sets up bringing people back in the future, you yep. know. And it works. It works for us. And that's, that's the thing with this radio gig, um, David. You know, you, you got to find what works for you. You know, and um, mm-hmm. you can start off kind of doing something like somebody else is doing, but then you might find something that works better for you, better for your audience. And um, what's really important is, is the information and the education is getting out there. And I, I don't right. care where they hear it from, but if they're getting if us, you, you know, <clears throat> any other shows, as long as they're getting correct, as people are, get, as long as people are getting the correct information. And, you know, if they're also being entertained, that's a good plus. But they need to well, um, know what's going on, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of people, um, you know, ask me, you know, Dave, are, you know, um, aren't you threatened by competition or this and that? And I, and I tell people, well, number one, there are thousands of radio shows out there. If I was worried about competing with all of them, I think my head would have exploded by now. So, no, I'm not threatened by competition. I, in, in fact... Uh, it just goes to show you we can all get along, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah. I, I'm going to put this right out there right now in public. You can quote me if you want to. It's fully allowed. But, you know, we don't compete against anybody. We don't care about no. that. You know, we don't care about yeah. that. Like I just said, as long as the information is getting out there, I don't care where you hear it from as long as you're, as long as you're being educated. And if it's us, I thank you. Um, but, you know, we yeah. get along with David here, we get along with David really well, and I'll, I'll put it right there, I've got nothing against any of the other shows. In fact, a lot of the people on other shows I respect and I consider them friends, and I do talk to some yeah. of them in private from time to time. And um, mm-hmm. there it right. is. And, and, and that's, yep, and that's how I feel. Um, you know, if you have no competition, if you want, yeah, if you, if you have something to say and you feel that, you know, you can, you know, bring content to the reptile community or whatever 
community you're in, um, do it and do it good, you know? That's, that's what I uh, say. You know, my, my advice is to protect your, your creation, though. That's my biggest yeah. advice, protect your, yeah, your thing. You know, yeah, yeah, with your experience, I can definitely understand that. But, um, you know, David, it's, it's like this. You and us, we could do, on two different shows, we could do shows about the same subject, the exact same subject. In fact, we can even bring on the same guest, and they will be completely different shows. You know, yeah. there will, um, there's different dynamics going on there. There's, there's a whole different way of doing things, and some people might pick up on one way better than another. And, you know, that's, you know, I mean, honestly, y'all, you know, I wish you the best of success. Same here. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, it, it, and it's that kind of camaraderie that I wish more of us could have. Um, you know, it, it's not rare, but I think it should be more common where more of us could get involved. And, and more, I mean, not get involved, more of us could um, support each other, even if we're doing something similar. Um, you know what I mean? Because... I don't know. There's so many leopard, for instance, there's so many leopard gecko breeders out there. And I think that's a great thing, actually. So, yeah. you know, that's just, you know, that means that, you know, so many people are involved, it makes our community stronger. I mean, yeah, we do have some problems sometimes. We have some crazy people that love leopard geckos too, but whatever. Um, but for the most part, I think we, you know, we have a we have a great community. But there seems to be some issues occasionally where um, yeah. there are some serious you know, disagreements, and I mean, that's, we're all passionate people, and that's where it is, so either our passion is directed for good things, or sometimes that same passion can be misdirected and goes into um, conflicts, so I don't know, I just, I'm the type of person who like to see things that are less, you know, combative and less conflict. Yeah. Oh, uh, David, I got one you know, thing out there, a personal thing, mm-hmm. last minute, mm-hmm. tomorrow, Go ahead. I've got a pair of beautiful beautiful Louisiana pine snakes coming in. The uh, oh, nice. And this is something mm-hmm. I feel is very important. Um, me personally, I think it's it's great to work with the leopard geckos, the ball pythons, the corn snakes, the bearded dragons, um, crested geckos, you know, the bread and butter species, the, the common stuff. But I think it's vitally yep. important to work with the really rare stuff too. Um, at least one species it's hard to find. Um, just yeah. one, just to make sure that it always exists. Just to make sure that somebody yep. always cares about it. You know, somebody's and, got it. Yeah, exactly. So I am super stoked to get the Louisiana pine snakes coming in tomorrow. They're like the rarest snake in North America, uh, and um, I can't wait to grow them up and breed them and make sure that another generation's produced. You know, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's that's oh. that's a subject for a whole nother show sometime though, David. We got to talk about that. Like start bringing up super rare species and variety. Maybe get away from the morphs for one episode and just hit on like mm-hmm. rare species. You know. Well, I I've been saying it that you know my vision for this show, uh, like you and I both know, we're paying for. We could basically we could do a show every night of the week. So. Um, oh yeah, it'd I be, definitely. Yeah, I definitely okay. want to take well, that to it the next be level. Easy my work schedule doesn't allow it, and I really don't have time to do that. Yeah. But, but we could do show after show after show, definitely, you know. And, and, and not saying anything against the morphs from my previous statement. I don't want to be um, misunderstood because I work with all kinds of different morphs. I love the morphs. Mm-hmm. 
but also, you know, also don't don't just get wrapped up in that and then forget about the species, you know. Exactly. I think it's important to do both. It, it is vitally important. If we lose the regular ones, you know, yeah, what, what are we going to, you know, it's, it's like, you know what I mean? You're, you're losing the foundation. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and I think there should be more coordination about responsible people that can actually be designated to, uh, you know, basically be responsible for a certain thing. Like right now in the Gecko community, we have uh, some breeders that are uh, very responsible with um, the uh, pure wild-caught bloodlines. And uh, I'm pretty confident, yeah, I'm very confident in, in their ability to keep these these lines uh, perfect. So, you know, it's it's definitely a big challenge and responsibility. Yeah. But, um, you know, I stuff about that. People, like like mm-hmm. those wild, pure blood lines and stuff. If you take a male and breed it to something else to have a little bit of fun with, you know, a project, that's fine. But also breed that male back to a pure female of that species. You know, make sure yeah. those get one. I mean, but, you know, I don't see a problem with that as long as the pure line is maintained. But if you take a male, you know, you can breed a male to more than one female. So if, if you know, you can... You can you can have a little bit of fun on the side there too, but absolutely, you know. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we won't we won't keep going. You know, we're gonna wrap things up, JD. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to say a few words uh, before we uh, before we uh, end the show tonight. Actually, uh, I want everybody to know uh, uh, I'm running for vice president of the North American Field Herpers for the Northeast chapter. If you are part of the AFSA and you're in the Northeast chapter, I'd appreciate a vote. And uh, check and out how do we, the time uh, How do we vote? Well, there will be in January, there will be a thing on the forum, the Fielder forum, uh, and it will take you right to the page where you can vote. You have to be a member of uh, the okay. forum and, and NAFA, the the vote. But... Uh, I'd appreciate it, and uh, I hope to do some great things on Herpin' Time uh, with uh, that position. Yeah, yeah J.D., anyway. When that time comes closer around, make sure you remind me, J.D., so we can uh, properly uh, promote you. you know? Well, uh, I will. I will. I'll let you know. Cool, cool. All right, is there anything else you'd like to say, J.D., before we wrap it up? No, actually, everybody can check out herpentimeradio.com. I'm putting the website up. It has some work to be done, but it has some information on there. I'm actually going to be doing live live streaming when I start field herping again. Uh, So uh, people can watch watch me field herping. It'll probably be on on a different hour, on a different day. Than our show because I can't I can't do that I don't have the technology <laughs> so oh JD put up some uh, some videos of when I was out there in Pennsylvania I only drove you know a 13 hour drive to get there but anyway when I was out there in Pennsylvania um, I spent some time hanging out with JD it was the first time we met in person we spent about a week together and we did some videotaping in the field and stuff and. And we got some of those videos up, or J.D. put them up on the herpentime.com um, website. And you got to check out those videos, guys, because some of them are just funnier than hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good, it was a good yeah. time. Yeah, it was. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. We'll be talking about it for a long time. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Why don't you guys tell everybody who your next guest is uh, for uh, this Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow at 5 Central, 6 Tomorrow. Eastern. You figure out what time it is for your time zone, wherever you live, but that'll give you a base. We are bringing on uh, Brandon, Brandon Fowler of Roaming Reptiles. Brandon runs a uh, education, reptile educational business out in California, and this guy, this guy is insane. He's putting on 30, 35, 40 reptile education presentations per month, and very high quality oh stuff. Uh, and, and he does it well too. He does, he's not just mass producing a junk product. He is, he is the master at reptile education. He's very, very good, very knowledgeable, and he's good at. at Getting the kids interested. He's good at he's good at keeping their attention and getting them wanting to learn more about these animals. And um, and I think you know we lean really hard towards reptile education because that's the future. Without the next generation, you know what's the point? Um, we we've got yep. to have that next generation. These kids have got to be educated. They've got to be introduced to these animals. And that's what tomorrow's show is all about. So check us out, Herpin Time Radio on Blog Talk Radio, and um, and uh, it's going to be an incredible show. I promise you that. I've talked to Brandon in uh, private, and um, he's totally stoked about the show. It's going to kick some butt. Uh, you know what? I'm definitely going to tune in, of course, and I'll be in the. I'll probably be in the chat room too. You know, I've always wanted to uh, do some educational shows with some of my geckos and snakes and stuff, so I'll definitely be listening to this one for sure live. Um, sometimes I can't always catch some shows live, but I'm definitely going to catch this one live. Maybe I'll even call in tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it, Justin and J.D. Well, no problem, man. All right, guys. Hey, listen, man, thanks for doing what you do for the community. It is a, it's such a valuable resource. Um, these shows are important. They're going to be important for many years to come. Um, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's just such a great thing. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, and I'm glad that you've inspired me. And uh, let's uh, let's keep going for another 20 years. What do you say? Oh, only 20? I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> me and Katie have talked about this a lot. We want Herpentine Radio to be greater than us. When it comes time for us to pass the torch, we want to be able to pass that torch and have the show keep going beyond us, beyond our lifetimes. Yep. Yeah, I would like to see that kind of a legacy for my work, too. That's cool. Yeah. That's our goal. Definitely. I think it'll work. I think somebody, I think you'll definitely find, when you guys decide to retire, I think you'll definitely find somebody worthy enough to take it up. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to retire when I'm dead, but, you know, <laughs> he'll pick it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, thanks again for being on tonight, and uh, oh, we'll you. see you tomorrow on Herpentine. Awesome, David. Thank you again so much for having us. you got an awesome thing going on over here. Your people in the chat room are great. you got great listeners. you got a good thing going on. You guys keep rocking. Thank you. You know, keep being awesome. And um, thank you for having us, and uh, we'll see you all later. All right, cool. Later, J.D. Bye. It's been great, bro. Uh, great being on the show. Cool. All right. See you guys soon. All right.
All right, everybody. Um, another great episode of Gecko Nation Radio. And, um, wow, it feels feels weird cutting it short a little bit, but um, I'm going to take this opportunity to, uh, you know, get some much-needed work done around here. And um, I got a lot of animals to care for, too. And, yeah, I want to thank everybody in the chat room tonight. It's good seeing so many people um, listening and everything. Um, awesome. You guys are great. And I don't know. I really don't have too much more to say tonight. <laughs> it's weird. Usually I have more to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take a, take, a, take a little nap and then get to work and go clean gecko poop all night long like I usually do. <laughs> so, But uh, this upcoming Sunday is Mike Eklund, the creator of the Funky Jungle. And if you know anything about Mike and I, you know that we are very, very deep thinkers. And we ponder the meaning of life in the universe and everything. And uh, I can guarantee that our discussion will definitely stray off of geckos Sunday night, and you guys will, you know, hear some pretty, pretty deep stuff. I can almost guarantee that. But I'll do my best to bring it back to the funky jungles and to geckos and to everything else. And um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a great episode. So definitely, guys, tune in Sunday night. And um, I just want to tell everybody in, in the Gecko Nation group, I don't know. I love all you guys. I love that group so much. I love what we're doing there. It is, it's just, an, it's an inspiration. It's a Facebook first. It is a model for, for all groups on Facebook, okay? It's, it's just amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it's going so well. So let's hope it lasts for a very, very long time. And it's all up to you guys. <laughs> oh, I love all you guys. Hey, Jay, I love you too. Well, you're not getting my Bud Light. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night and until Sunday. Later, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.